Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City. KMOX. Into the second hour of the program. My name is Matt Pauley. As always, if you want to join us, you can call or text 314-436-7900. That's the good thing. You just throw that number in your phone. And whether you want to call us or text us, it's always sitting there. 314-436-7900. Or you could tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got a busy hour coming up. We are going to hear from our friend Joe Roderick from Klabes Online. He joins us in about 15 minutes. Brian Mullins, the head coach of Southern Illinois Basketball. He is going to join us at about 735. And if I remember, we will do our Dave Glover show random text of the day. I meant to do that at 650, but I got way too busy talking about mustard. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, guess what? We always podcast Sports Open Line. It's available for you at uh, KMOX.com and on the Odyssey app. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, they've got the rewind feature. So you can literally just like rewind about eh, 15 minutes and you can hear all kinds of talk about mustard here on Sports Open Line. All right, um, look, uh, maybe we'd rather talk about mustard than we'd want to talk about the Blues right now because it's not good. It, it's not good. They're not playing well. They're losing every game in their last six. Every single one of those games, they have lost by multiple goals. Um, they're up one nothing yesterday in a game that you really felt like they were going to come out and, and win and start to turn things around, and then they give up four second-period goals and that was it. They're down 4-1 going to the third period. It ends up being a 5-2 loss against the Islanders. And where I'm, where I'm challenged right now, where I'm struggling talking about this team, is it's kind of a head versus heart thing. My head says everything's going to be okay. They're a good team. It's not real clear why they're going through what they're going through right now. But eventually talent and coaching and, and, and good decision-making, that's all going to come together and they're going to be fine. But my heart, my eyes say it's, it's not good right now and there aren't a lot of positive signs. So Craig Berube spoke with the media earlier today. And let's start on the positive. I'm a positive kind of guy. I like to look at things from a, uh, from a good thing, good side of things. So we will start with that. Uh, Craig Berube did spend 24 seconds talking about what his team did do well against the Islanders. Yeah, we had a lot of good scoring chances. I mean, we had great eight great A's last night, which was a lot. Uh, that was all even strength. Um, that's a lot of great A's, you know, which is a good th- good sign. 
Um, I thought, you know, we scored the one goal, we're crashing in that, we're heavy around the net, a lot more heavy than we normally have been. So that was a good sign. So we got to continue to do that. We're looking, we're looking for the good things. Uh, not to spin it in a negative direction, but when you're talking about all the great opportunities you have, look, I agree with him. You you would much rather have great scoring opportunities than not having great scoring opportunities because you feel like if you keep getting those great scoring opportunities, eventually the puck's going to go into the net, right? Like that that that's what it feels like. But the negative side of that is the fact that you're getting all these great A scoring opportunities and you're not scoring. You, you gotta you gotta convert on a higher percentage of those than what the Blues are doing right now. Uh, a lot of things to work on. Let's start with uh, just overall awareness. Yes, awareness is a good term. Uh, you know, we got to have better awareness. We're a little bit too puck focused at times and not getting into people. Um, you know, just that's the bottom line. Like last night, that first goal they scored is just we're standing there with two guys at the net. We're, we're not taking anybody. That includes the low forward. When you say puck focus, do you mean like <coughs> puck watching yeah. instead of maybe yes. being aware of who's yeah. by you? Do your job. That's it. Do your job. You're supposed to box this guy or take him. That's his job, you know. So it's more or less that. Is it almost like uh, in basketball, like playing man-to-man defense, you have to be aware of? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's not totally man-to-man, but there are certain situations where you got to take your guy, especially around our net. It's just about being hard around your net. That's the bottom line. There is awareness for sure. We've got to be have more awareness and more help, but... It's like getting into people, you know. It's amazing how many times we let a guy from the back of the net who can't score from back there, or if he does, it's going to be probably the goalie's fault. And, you know, we're more focused on him than the guys that can score in front of the net. Yeah, that's it's not good. And he talked early on in that cut about just watching the puck, and you don't want to do that. So that that's, to me, I we're doing the thing, like, where do you assign the blame, right? Like, people always want to assign blame. And really, the the more the the better thing to do than assigning blame is just to fix problems. But when you've got the coach openly talking about the fact that too many guys are kind of standing around watching things, the the question is why? Why is that mistake happening? And I don't know if we've gotten much of an answer uh, to to that. Uh, Baruby went on, had a lot of stuff to say earlier today. Uh, talked about just manning up doing the job yeah a little bit so that's something that we discussed and we got to get over and we got to man up it's about you know we got to man up that's the bottom line you know like uh we're getting a lot paid a lot of money to do a job and um we got to go do it that's it i mean that's really what it boils down to we got to get a lot tougher mentally physically um and do it together as a team on the ice if you start being individuals it's not going to work he was asked about, and you can expect what the answer is going to be here, he was asked about the overall enjoyment level right now uh, with himself and the team. When something bad happens in a game, like the first goal in the second period, you know, we can't feel sorry for ourselves. Like, we need a good shift after that. Like, yeah. you got to get going. Um, you know, there's just there's not much enjoyment right now. Yeah, and, it just seems and like. It's, it's that when you lose, it's hard to enjoy things, and that's what happens. And you start getting too self-centered. And that's the wrong way to. That's the wrong way to go. And the way to fix that is by winning games. Like you, you don't 
Joe Madden used to do crazy stuff with, with the Cubs and the Rays, especially the Rays. Rays more so than the Cubs. A little bit early on uh, with his time with the Cubs, just when things were going wrong, bringing goats into the clubhouse or you know crazy stuff like that. You, you just, he always had something weird, and that's that's gimmicky. That's that that release releases tension and pressure momentarily, but it doesn't change anything in in the grand scheme of things. So. The way you start enjoying it is by winning. The way you start winning is by paying attention, by working hard in practice, by not getting frustrated when things don't go your way and just kind of – there's no easy answers. There's no easy answers when things are not going the way you want them to go, and all you can do is continue to work hard, and eventually that work is going to uh, pay off. One last thing, uh, the good news coming out of the last few days is the fact that Brandon Saad is back practicing. He's back on the ice, not yet ready to uh, rejoin the team and playing games, but he is going to be going on the road with the team, we believe. And uh, Baruby gave a little bit of an update on him and just talked about how important he is to the team. He got through practice. Uh, he was fine out there. So I think, you know, telling tale will be how he feels tomorrow, you know, when he wakes up. What's the biggest thing you miss from him when he's out of the lineup? Um, you know, I think he just builds our game, like, with his direct play and skating. You know, he's on top of things. And he, you know, he does a lot of good things that way. He's an all-situational guy for us, too. Um, and, um, you know, he, he really drives that north kind of hockey, forechecking, skating, you know, that type of that type of play. And I guess it, you can never have enough veteran presence in the lineup. No, you can't. And he's, you know, he's, he's won. He's played a lot of good hockey in his career. And, uh, you know, when he's out, we miss him. So that was Craig Berube speaking earlier today. They get a little bit of time off. They don't play again until Monday when they're going to uh, open up. They're going to play five of the next six games on the road. They'll play in Boston on Monday night. They'll be part of an East Coast uh, trip where they do Boston and Philadelphia. Then they'll come back for one game against San Jose, and then they'll head west to match up against Vegas and Colorado, and they'll uh, stop through Chicago, I guess, on the way back uh, to wrap up. will be a three-game road trip. So five of the next six on the road, and To me, kind of the next mile marker point for this team is going to be uh, after that game against Chicago. What do they do over these next five of six when they're playing, uh, you know, five of six on the road? Is it going to start to get better during this period? Going to be on the road a lot. Uh, whatever distractions might be uh, in there don't really, they're not around, especially that second part when they do the Vegas, Colorado, uh, Chicago thing. It's all hockey all the time. Is that what this team needs? We'll reevaluate that conversation uh, once we get to that uh, game where they're going to match up against Chicago again on Wednesday, November 16th. But that's, that's this next grouping of games, the five of six on the road. When we come back, we are going to be joined by our good friend Joe Roderick from uh, Klabes Online. We'll talk uh, some Blues hockey, Cardinals baseball, World Series, uh, many other things with him. He joins us in just a moment. Sports Open Line does continue right here on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. does it continue here on a Friday night. Our parade of coaches is going to continue in about 15 minutes when we'll be joined by uh, Brian Mullins, the head coach of uh, Southern Illinois basketball. Right now, we're very happy to welcome on a guest as we head to the Quiver River guest line. He is part of the team over at Claves Online. He's our good friend, uh, Joe Roderick. Joe, thanks so much for your time. How are you? I'm doing good, Matt. How's everything with you? Doing all right. Uh, very important question to lead things off. How upset how angry, how distraught are you that Taylor Swift's tour does not include St. Louis? I'm very upset about it. I'm I'm not city or to Chicago to see her. I, I she needs to be at the dome in St. Louis, or I think Bush Stadium honestly is too small for her. But she needs to be she needs to be at the dome. She needs to make it part of her uh, part of her tour, and and she has time to write that wrong. Hopefully, she does it. Yeah, it's a big. It, I didn't realize how how reactive St. Louis Taylor Swift fans were going to be when the tour was announced and St. Louis wasn't on it. I mean, I mean, Garth started his tour here. You see all the other big names come through here. There's there's no excuse for it, honestly, and it's uh, it's made me it made me really mad when I saw it earlier this week. All right, so who who we're going to get a really uh, inside look into Joe <laughs> Roderick here? Who is big enough to you? that they don't have a St. Louis date and you would be willing to drive to Kansas City, Chicago, Indianapolis, wherever to go see them? Honestly, I don't. I, the only person I ever, the only band I've ever traveled for, I went to see Green Day up at Wrigley Field last year when it was part of the Hella Mega Tour. It was Green Day, it was Weezer, and it was Fallout Boy. And I went up to Wrigley for that. 
I think Foo Fighters might get me to travel somewhere too. I mean, Luke Combs does already come here, so that's I mean, that that's kind of you're getting an insight into all and just how wide of a variety of music I, I'm into. <laughs> so I don't, you know what? It's I I have been so lucky over over my last you know ten plus years of getting to see some really awesome concerts at Super Bowl weeks. So I don't really have a need to go travel anywhere to see these big time acts. Yeah. Something that, like for me, coming back to St. Louis after 20 years away, what's really noticeable is the fact that there's so many more venues, whether it's sports or whether it's music, more venues have been built, more venues are being built throughout the St. Louis area where it just feels like if there's a tour out there, it's probably coming to St. Louis. Yeah, that uh, what the factory. I have not. I haven't been to see a concert there yet. I've never been to a show at the pageant. I have never been to a concert at the pageant, and that is something I need to. I need to look at their schedule. I need to. I need to cross that off my. Uh, I need to cross that off my list at some point. I'm trying to bring up the pageant. We can look at the schedule because I brought you on to talk about sport. Oh, Gin Blossoms. Are they there today? Oh, too late. They're uh, they're getting started right. as we speak. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing the gin blossoms. I don't. I, I don't know. You, you have a very eclectic taste of. Um, oh, they do have a Taylor Swift night coming up called the Taylor Party. You could go to that. No. Okay. Nope. No. Nope. It's got to be Swifty. It's got to right. be her or nobody. Yeah. I'm the wrong yeah, person to talk to on this because, like, I watch SNL and the musical guest comes on, and I go, "Who is this? I have no clue." <laughs> That's that's the way I, I mean I mentioned you know the 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 Super Bowl concerts that's the way I am with about half the acts that are there now I I just I, I need you know I need those big names that's going to fill fill an arena uh, a lot of the newer ones I you know God, we're making ourselves sound really old aren't yep. we Yep Yeah I'm I'm okay with that I can <laughs> I can deal All right Let's actually talk a little sports World Series continues the uh, the Astros are now one win away from winning this thing What uh, Dave Glover asked me, uh, actually Trish Gazelle on the Dave Glover show asked me this question earlier today. I'll ask the exact same question to you. Are you of the belief that you want to see the Phillies win because they're the team that knocked out the Cardinals, or do you want to see the Phillies lose because of the team that knocked out the Cardinals? I want to see the Phillies win because that means they would beat the Astros. Okay. I still am not over 2017. I don't think the Astros were punished enough for it. I know they only have like five guys left from that roster. But I still do not want to see the Astros win another World Series. And on top of that, yeah, the the, the Phillies knocked out the Cardinals, so we could sit here and we go, hey, you know what? Hey, they they don't, you know, that six run ninth inning doesn't happen. The Cardinals are in the World Series. All the pieces would have fallen their way, and they would have been the team that would have rolled through the Braves and the Dodgers, and they would be there. And you know, where we, we sit here the Padres, I'm sorry. And we could sit here and we could play the what if game with that. But honestly, the Phillies team is fun to watch. Yeah. The Philly, when, when the off season, when last off season, when the Phillies put together this team of Kyle Schwarber, of Nick Castellanos, and we already knew the other pieces they had in place and people joked about how the Phillies were putting together a slow pitch softball team and they were just going to outmash everybody. And then they get off to this extremely slow start. They fire Joe Girardi, and then something happens, something clicks. And when you have a superstar on the team like Bryce Harper, 
I do want to see superstars eventually win the big one. Yeah. Yeah, I, we we talk yeah we talk so often in sports about oh you know that guy was so great but he never won the big one he never won it but then when you see that happen when you do see them get that one championship it is cool to see that visual tacked onto their resume before they end up in whatever sport it is Hall of Fame I, I'm talking about the four major sports here for everything you always want to see those superstars. As long as they're not, you know, in, in your rival's team, as long you know, we're, I, you know, the Cubs winning, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care about that. But any other team, I, I you still want to see that superstar hold up that championship at some point in their career. And we'll see if the tide starts to turn on this. But I think in other sports, you know, Charles Barkley not winning a championship wouldn't exist today. Uh, Jim Kelly not winning a championship wouldn't exist today. In basketball, in football, to a certain extent in hockey, but certainly in basketball and football, the top players, the Hall of Fame bound players, they always win championships now. Yet in baseball, it doesn't. My, Mike Trout is on a pace to never win win a World Series, and that just stinks that baseball hasn't completely figured out a way to make sure that uh, those players are always winning at least one championship. And in basketball, it just seems easy at this point. It seems like that's what players want to do is they will go and they'll create those super teams and they'll win. I mean, James Harden hasn't won a championship. You look at James Harden, would you say he's the best player in the NBA right now that hasn't won a championship? Yeah. Is, is that who is that who we kind of would decide that we we fall on for that and I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't know if he has surrounded himself. I mean he puts himself he's on good teams, but is he on the best team? Is he on that team that's going to make it there for that? And you know, basketball it seems like you could put yourself in that position. Football and baseball, it does seem like it is so hard for that to happen. Hockey, it just seems like it eventually happens. You know, at the end of some guy's career, it will happen. Maybe for the Blues, maybe a good example would be somebody like Jay Bomeister back in 2019. That this is the guy that had all of the accolades all of his career and never won a Stanley Cup until 2019. In fact, had won every other big title in hockey, but had never won the Stanley Cup until 2019. So in hockey, it does seem to eventually maybe happen at some point, but baseball, it's just so hard to plan that out in your career. And even if Mike Trout goes somewhere at the end of his career, he could be 36, 37 years old playing right field and DHing, and maybe he falls into, into that somewhere. But yeah, maybe that just doesn't happen for him ever. It does. So going specifically to hockey, like I think about Ray Bork as being a guy who had not won a championship and then they got him, you know, they, they got him to a team and they, they got him one. It almost feels like hockey more than other, any other sport that non-competitive teams who have legendary players on them who have never won a championship work especially hard to get those players to a situation where they can win a cup. And Larry Walker here for the card. I mean, they tried. Yeah. Right, they they tried to put him in that position, and they they put him on a really really good Cardinal team, and it didn't happen. And you know, not to Larry Walker's fault, because if I remember, I mean, that was back in 2004, right, when he was in the World Series, and for the when he was on that team, I mean, he had a great World Series, from what I remember, but you know, they they just couldn't. They ran into the bulldozer that was the Red Sox that year. 
if I'm, I think, yeah, that's, that's yep. when that all happened, right? Yeah. yeah okay. And, and then, yeah, the year he retires is when they actually go and, and, and win it all. But, you know, you, you do see that sometimes in baseball where they try to put those players in that position for that. But, you know, it's, and that's Bryce, Bryce Harper has this opportunity. And, you know, much like what I said about Walker, Bryce Harper is doing his part. He is, they, they are not going to lose the World Series because Bryce Harper didn't show up in the World Series. He has been so much fun to watch. And if you didn't know his name and you didn't know his story, if you were just some out-of-the-loop league-only fan, if that even still exists, and you didn't know who Bryce Harper was, you're finding out in a hurry in the in the playoff. Joe Roderick continuing to uh, join us here on Sports Open Line. All right, before I get you out of here, we'll talk a little blues hockey. I'm I'm struggling because it's so early on in the season, so I try not to – be overly worried about things, but at the same time, this losing streak right now and the way they're losing these games, it just looks bad. Yeah, I was just, I was, I'm glad. And yeah, it's not the fact they're losing, you know. It's ugly, though. It's, it's really ugly. And it's still early. We're still in November. We, we just, 19, we know how bad it was then. And, th- I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have an answer for it right now. Something needs to click. I don't know if they need to already go and already with uh, with some players and shift some personnel around. But they're they're lucky they won those first few games of the season. You know, they're, they're lucky they started off what was it three and zero to start the season because at least you got those points. At least you're at least you're not sitting there at, at the start of the season and you're off to one of those. You know, you're looking at it going, wow, they're they're the only team in the league that hasn't hasn't won a game yet. At least they got those three wins out of the way, so it's it's something to get started with. But you know, it's early. It's 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 way too early in the year, I think, to to freak out over what they're doing so far. Yeah, I, I agree. Being aware, being mildly worried, but I think avoiding the freak out is probably the smart way to go. He is Joe Roderick. He's part of the team at Claves uh, Online. You can see uh, their video content that they put out uh, multiple times a week. Uh, Joe, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll get you on again very soon. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you very much. You bet. There's Joe Roderick joining us here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, our parade of coaches. By the way, uh, if you missed it earlier, we had Lyndon Woodman's basketball coach, Kyle Gerdeman, on the program. Uh, He joined us. If you missed that, uh, the podcast of that is available. But up next, we'll be joined by Southern Illinois men's basketball coach, Brian Mullins. Talk some Salukis basketball. We'll do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our parade of coaches continues as the college basketball season is getting underway. Of course, we are your home for St. Louis University basketball. They're going to open up the season on Monday night. We'll have the broadcast for you right here. Rammer, Earl Austin Jr., they will have uh, all the uh, coverage of uh, St. Louis University men's basketball. We even get some uh, slew women's basketball games here on KMOX as well. Lots of good programs in the area, high expectations all over the place, including at Southern Illinois. The Salukis are opening up their season on Monday night at home in Carbondale as they are going to play host to Little Rock. And we're very happy to go to the Quiver River guest line right now and welcome in their head coach, Brian Mullins. Coach, thank you for the time tonight. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, you guys have already played uh, an exhibition. You uh, go out and you match up against Alabama, lose 73-64, but those games are sometimes more about what you learn about your team than the wins and losses. What did you learn about your team in that game? Well, uh, I guess I, I didn't learn, but I knew, you know, that this team has a ton of potential and we play the right way that we can, we can play with anyone in the country. Um, you know, we just had too many lapses throughout that game. And when you're playing against a great program uh, like Alabama, if you have you know three, four bad possessions in a row, they're going to take advantage of that. So, um, you know, to be able to play against Alabama, a true road game as an exhibition game and a charity, um, you know, uh, exhibition scrimmage, you know, it's just a great benefit for our program and for our guys as we head into the season just because, you know, we have a lot of tough games right away to start the season. You mentioned being able to play with anybody and expectations are, are pretty high. You're the preseason number three team uh, in the league. What has that been like for you leading up to the season, just going through practice, having a fair amount of experience on your team and having those pretty high expectations? Well, it's been great to have the experience part. It's something that we haven't had a ton of these first couple of years in terms of building the program. And now we got our three freshmen that we started with as seniors and a couple other upperclassmen, some guys who have been in the program for a couple of years. So, you know, the experience part is so important in college basketball. Uh, and to be able to have that, it's made our practices really competitive. And our guys have done a great job holding each other accountable. And, you know, what I love about this group is just, you know, they're all here for the right reason. They all want to win. Um, and they all want to be part of that. So, you know, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to get going this year. It's, you had the exhibition game, but obviously during this time of the year, you're playing a lot against yourself, and then you jump into the season, and it's a lot of games very quickly. Is your team kind of ready for that, kind of sick of playing against uh, your, you know, yourself every day? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, us and probably the other 350 division uh, one teams tipping off are, are, are looking forward to it. I think as coaches – it's always that, you know, give and take where, um, you know, the practices, you can tell the guys are ready to play against someone else. But as a coach, you're like, can I get two, three more practices maybe? Can we go over this last out-of-bounds play one more time? But, uh, yeah, we start off with three games next week, so it'll be a challenge. When you're putting together that non-conference schedule, your first three games are, are interesting. You have a home game against Little Rock to open up the season on Monday. Then you have a really challenging game going to Oklahoma State later on the week. Uh, you're going to go to a team in southern Indiana, so you're going to play a road game. But uh, they're a team that's been going through the process of uh, transitioning uh, into D1. They've been a really, really good D2 school. What are you looking at, especially early on in the non-conference? What are the goals for your team? Well, you know, our goal is to continue to get better throughout that non-conference. You know, we can't be the same team we are today or next Monday than we are, in, you know, January 1st. And, you know, the non-conference is a great opportunity to kind of figure out really, you know, what type of team, the rotations, the lineups, you know, you're going to change a little bit in terms of offense and defense. Um, but for us, when we're scheduling, it was hard to get home games. You know, not many teams wanted to come to Carbondale this year. Uh, so we had to go on the road with those two games. And, you know, I think the road makes you tougher as a team and it gives you some adversity early on in the season. And I think that'll be really beneficial for us, uh, to, you know, when we get into Valley play. You mentioned the the experience you have, and you have two players that are named to uh, the preseason all-conference team in uh, Marcus Damask. He's uh, somebody who averaged 15 points per game last year. Also, Lance Jones on the second team, uh, he averaged almost 15 points per game. How important are those two guys for what you want to do this year? Yeah, those two guys, you know, they've played a ton of college basketball minutes. They've been in a lot of different situations. They've scored a lot of points, um, you know, and, and they both haven't played – 
as good as they're capable of playing, and that's what I'm excited about. They have another step they can take individually, and then obviously for the program, those two guys are all about winning, and all they want to do is win a championship uh, here at SIU, and I think that's why you know every single year they've continued to grow as players. So you know, I'm looking forward to the season that those two are going to have. Part of the world of college athletics right now is there's a lot of transfers, and you have to be good in the transfer portal to continue to have success. And you guys brought in a good number of transfers during the offseason. What has it been like integrating those players into what you've already been doing? Oh, it's been great. You know, we, we, Xavier Johnson, Juwan Newton, and Clarence Rupert, A.J. Ferguson, our, our four transfers are coming into this program. And, and, you know, for us, when we go through that process, we just want to make sure you know, that everything's understood and that they're coming here for the right reasons uh, and that the fit is so important. And, you know, all those guys came here. They took an official visit, visited Carbondale, visited, you know, our facilities, and they called me within 24, 48 hours, every single one of them, and said they wanted to be a Saluki. You know, so it wasn't, you know, like trying to convince them, trying to show them. They, they understood that what we have going on here is special and they wanted to be a part of it. I know you don't need validation. That's not what you're looking for. But as a coach, that's got to feel good when you bring somebody in and you get a yes very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our campus is beautiful. Uh, Carbondale, how much people care about uh, this university and whole Southern Illinois region and, and the support we get, you know, makes this program so special. And then, you know, uh, in terms of just a program, you know, I think uh, the relationships we have with our players and the development side, I think we are really strong in those uh, aspects. Brian Mullins continues to uh, join us, head coach of Southern Illinois basketball. The Valley looks a little bit different this year, uh, bringing in a couple new programs. Murray State has been really, really good, and they make the jump up. You stay in the Chicago market, uh, bringing in a, a UIC. How do you? How does that play out for you? Like all you can do is play the teams that are on your schedule, and obviously you want the league to be well respected and have good programs. But uh, n- nothing really changes for you just because those schools are coming in. Yeah, I think it's a credit to the Valley, to Commissioner Jackson, um, you know, to be able to add those type of programs to our league uh, when you have a Belmont, uh, a Murray State, UIC, and, and, you know, obviously Belmont and Murray State are solidified NCAA, you know, championship programs. Uh, You just, you know, in terms of our league, you make it known that, you know, we want to be one of the best, you know, non-Power 5 basketball leagues in the country. And I think with the programs we have in our league right now, that's the direction we're going. You know, you add the Chicago market, where you retain the Chicago market and you add the Nashville market, I think it's great exposure for our league. It obviously does not make it any easier at all. So now we go from 18 games to 20 games and the grind becomes even harder. But, um, you know, from a league standpoint, we want to be a multi-bid league. And I think that's what you do by adding those type of programs. If you were the head coach at Belmont or you were the head coach at Murray State, what would be the message to your team as they're entering the Valley? Um, don't shoot the ball well against SIU. <laughs> Very good. Well, Coach, uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, Best of luck as the season gets started uh, here uh, on Monday, and uh, hopefully we can uh, chat with you a few times as the season moves along. Definitely. I really appreciate having me on. Thanks. There is Coach Brian Mullins, the head coach of Southern Illinois Basketball. We appreciate him taking some time. Chapter number two of our parade of coaches. We'll have a number of uh, area men's college basketball coaches on the show next week as well. So listen in. And, of course, you can always podcast at KMOX.com on the Odyssey app as well. Also want to mention this. We mentioned a little bit yesterday, but uh, this is a this is a big 
weekend in terms of St. Louis University soccer. The uh, St. Louis University women's soccer team, they are going to be in action coming up on Sunday when they play host to Dayton. That's going to be a noon start at Herman Stadium as they are playing for an A-10 championship, and they will be trying to win their 18th straight uh, contest, and that would uh, you know propel the Excuse me, that would propel them, obviously. They're going to the NCAA tournament no matter what, but you like going into the tournament uh, with some momentum as a conference champion, that sort of thing. They're trying to get as many fans out there as possible. So if you're looking for something to do, coming up on Sunday, 12 noon, Herman Stadium, if you want to watch some really good soccer, it's an opportunity to uh, do that. And uh, hopefully uh, Coach Shields is going to join us on Monday before we get done for St. Louis University basketball. Uh, By the time this show is on on Monday, they will know their seating. They will know uh, what it's going to look like for them uh, in the NCAA tournament. So we'll hopefully hear uh, from her coming up uh, on on Monday. Also, do want to mention what's going on with the uh, St. Louis University men's soccer team as well. They are playing as we speak speak. They're matched up against UMass in their first game of the A-10 championship. Let's get a score update on that as it's loading right now uh, as we speak. I may have to take a break. No, here it is. Uh, St. Louis up 1-0, 33-47 of uh, the first period or first half. So uh, good for the Billikens right now. And then uh, the semifinal uh, round is scheduled to uh, take place on Wednesday. And then if they win that, if they win tonight, win on Wednesday, they would play for an A-10 championship coming up a week from Sunday. All right, we'll take one more break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up this edition of the program. It's Sports Open Line. We're back after this here on KMOX. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX. Just a few minutes left here in this edition of Sports Open Line on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We'll be back with you on Monday for a short program leading into St. Louis University basketball. We started doing this earlier uh, this week. We'll do this every day that there is a good one. We won't force it when it's not there. But uh, every day that we've got a good one, we will do this. I walk in to do this show just after the Dave Glover show wraps things up. And I look at the text line. And sometimes I look at the text line and I go, what in the world were they talking about that brought this on? Now, here's the problem. I enjoy like sitting in the office and listening to the Dave Glover show. So some texts don't work because I was listening at that moment and I know exactly why I was sent in. So part of this is also me having no clue, not being tuned in at a moment and not knowing. So we do the random obscure, out-of-context text from the DGS. And today's edition of that is from a 618 number, still like crackers and milk, sometimes a little sugar. There it is. Still like crackers and milk, sometimes a little sugar. What Matt Pajeski, any idea of what was maybe being... Were you listening at that point? Yeah, a little bit. I think, uh, I think this was like... Dave's snack when he was sick, like his mom would make him eat cheese and crackers or something like that. Is the sugar, but the sugar's not in the milk or on the, cr- still like crackers and milk, sometimes a little sugar. I don't know. There it is. Our out of context 
tweet or text to the Dave Glover show of the day. I want to get into a little baseball before we do uh, call it a night as uh, the World Series. It's a night off there. Game six tomorrow, Astros up 3-2, so we'll see if the Phillies can force a uh, game number seven. Happy game six day tomorrow to Chris Ranji because Ranji likes game sixes more than he likes game seven. So if you are friends with Ranji, do not bother him tomorrow. He is going to be locked in to game six, and then if it goes to a game seven, he won't even be watching because game sevens are no big deal to uh, to Chris Ranji. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, you can reference my conversation on the show uh, yesterday uh, on the show podcast. But uh, the two things I want to mention in baseball, the we always take note when individuals are doing things on social media that might indicate their futures. So... The Braves have been as good as any team in baseball at locking up their players long-term. The one player that they have not done that for is Dansby Swanson as he gets set to head to free agency. Well, you take a look at the Dansby Swanson social media stuff. He has unfollowed. He has unfollowed the Atlanta Braves. Dansby Swanson no longer following the Atlanta Braves. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Atlanta Braves have removed him from all of their social media headers, which seems odd to me. Like that he if he goes and signs with another team, yes, remove him. Uh if you get into free agency and it becomes abundantly clear that he's not coming back, then you remove him. We haven't even hit free agency yet. He is still a member of the Braves. The only team he can discuss anything with at this point is the Atlanta Braves. Removing him from social media headers by the Atlanta Braves, it seems, should I say, premature. Like Players unfollow teams and whatever. Like At, at the end of the day, if they get offered enough money from that team, they're going to resign with them. I'm not overly worried about Swanson uh, unfollowing on Instagram the Braves. But I feel like that's a bad – if I'm Dansby Swanson and I'm hopping on Instagram, I'm hopping on Twitter, and I happen to go to the Braves page, and I know what the header photos have looked like and things like that, and I go look, I'm like, hey, where's me? Where'd I go? What? There's Ronald. I see, I see him. Uh, there's Ozzy. I see him. Snit's on here. I, I don't even know all the guys they have on there. there there's Max Freed. Well, there's Charlie Morton. <laughs> Where'd I go? I'm I haven't signed with a new team yet. Where am I? Where am I? So that would that would bother. Do you have like that conversation with him? Does somebody call him up and be like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, we're redoing some of our social media stuff." And you know, you're you're a free agent, and we don't know for sure if you're going to be back. So, uh, just wanted to give you the heads up that we are going to remove you, remove you from uh, our social media presence. Just so you know, just giving you the heads. Like, do you have that conversation with him, or do you just let him find out? Is it? Some, I don't know if he's married or not. Uh, is it something where like his wife is on social media? She's like, Dansby, come here, come here. Look, I'm on the Braves Twitter. You won't believe this. They took you off. They're, you're not on this thing. You're not on the social media header anymore. I don't know. Uh, so that doesn't seem good. That doesn't seem good for a long-term relationship between Dansby Swanson and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, also, with the uh, New York Yankees, their general manager, Brian Cashman, he had a news conference at Yankee Stadium earlier today. Obviously, he was asked a lot about Aaron Judge, uh, made it very clear that they want Judge to return, who wouldn't. Um, 
they basically he said that they are going to follow the lead of judge. They said a judge is going to dictate the dance step to free agency, and he has worked extremely hard to earn this position. To me, that's kind of a loser's take. I, if I'm a general manager of a team, maybe that's true, but I, I don't want to say that the player is going to dictate it. Go offer the dude enough money that he's not going to go look anywhere else. You dictate it as a team. We want Aaron Judge back. We are ready to offer him gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of money. You try to dictate it. Don't say that he's going to dictate it. That's a To me, there's some bad messaging in there, but maybe not. World Series, Game 6, tomorrow. See if the Astros win it or fourth Phillies force a Game 7. We'll talk about it on Monday on Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.